0: If you've got a Bible this morning, can you please turn to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 14 to 17. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 14 to 17. And it says, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zathran, while the water flowing down to the sea of of Abarath, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Now we see here that in this, in this chapter, in chapter 3 and chapter 4 uh, of Joshua, we see that the focus begins to change in the book. It moves from just this man it moves from just Joshua and the faith of Joshua onto the faith of the entire nation of Israel you know as we journey through this book as we go through this book we must keep in mind that although this book deals with true ancient history and what God did through to through the Jews many centuries ago this book is actually about your life today It's about my life today and the church today and about all that God wants to do in and through the life of his people here and now. In and through the life of his people who trust in him. Now this book of Joshua is a book about the victory of faith and the victory that comes from those who trust and obey the Lord. And in Joshua chapter 3 and 4, last time we see that these chapters illustrate three essentials for us to move forward in our faith and to claim all that God has for us three essentials in moving forward in our faith those three essentials are the word of faith the walk of faith and the witness of faith and last time we saw as we looked at the beginning of this uh, of this sermon we looked at That the people of Israel, they stood on the water's edge. They stood on the bank of the river Jordan. And they were about to enter into the promised land. They were about to step out in faith and enter into all that God had promised his people. But before they entered into the promised land, before they could cross this river, they received a word from the Lord. Joshua received a word of faith from the Lord. And the Lord instructed him on how they were to cross the River Jordan and what they were to do in order to cross the Jordan River. And now this morning we're going to look at the two other essentials in moving forward in faith. Because if we want to move forward in our faith, if we want to step out into all that God has for us, first of all, we need a word from the Lord. We don't just step out aimlessly. We don't step out on our own ideas or on our own plans or whatever. We step out on the word that the Lord gives us. Because God is a God who is always speaking to us. He is a God who is longing to give us a word. He is longing to encourage us. And before he ever asks us to step out, he will always give us a word that we can trust in and step out to. And now we see the second essential in moving forward in our faith. And that is the walk of faith. And we've read that here in in verses 14 to 17. Now, during most of the year, the Bible tells us that the Jordan River would have been about 100 feet wide. But during this spring spring season, there would have been floods at this time. And as a result of that, the river would have overflowed uh, onto its banks. And as a result of that, the river would have actually become about a mile wide. So you can imagine this they weren't the people of Israel over about a million people were crossing over this river and it wasn't a small river it was about a mile wide this river was because of the time of year that they were crossing but the Bible tells us here in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 14 to 17 that as soon as the priests who were carrying the ark who were carrying the presence of God as soon as these priests put their feet into the river a miracle happened the water stopped flowing And it stood like a wall about 20 miles away upstream near a city called Adam. So as soon as the priests entered into that river carrying the presence of God, carrying the Ark of the Covenant upon them, the water stopped upstream. And all of a sudden there was a parting in the Jordan River. And all of that came, that miracle happened in response to the faith of the people. It was because the people had heard a word from the Lord. They didn't just acknowledge that word. They decided they were going to act on the word. We need to be a people who not only hear the word of the Lord, but do the word of the Lord as well. Put it into being in our lives. Otherwise, it is pointless even being here. Otherwise, it is pointless. Otherwise, we will move forward in our faith. When we hear a word from the Lord, we need to act on that word. We need to step out in faith. And as soon as these priests hear that word, as soon as they put their feet in our water, a miracle occurred. You know, unless we step out in faith and get our feet wet, then we're not... We're not going to make any progress in our christian lives we're just going to stay the same we're going to stay where we are we'll do enough to surrender our lives to the lord to get into heaven but that's it but i want to encourage us as a church this morning that god has got so much more for you and for me for us as individuals but for us as a church as well if we would step out in faith if we would step out and trust in his word trust in him trust in his promises then we will see god do incredible and mighty things You know, each step that the priest took, it opened the water before them until they were standing in the middle of the river. They wouldn't have been able to stand on that riverbed. They wouldn't have probably even been able to see that riverbed properly, but they did that day because of that incredible miracle. And as they stood there, the Bible tells us that all the people passed by, the whole nation crossed the Jordan River, and the priest walked to the shore and as soon as they stepped out of the river, the priests, the water began flowing again. The water began flowing and the Jordan River began to resume. You know, unless we're willing to step out by faith and obey God's word, God can never open a way for us. Unless we are prepared to step out and act on the word that God gives us and to trust Him in, in him and be a people of faith, then God won't open a way for us. But if we as a church and we as individual believers this morning decide that when God speaks to us, we're going to step out. We're going to trust in him. We're going to believe in his word. No matter how scary it might be. no No matter how fearful we might be of the unknown. If we step out, we can trust in our God that he will make a way and God will open a way for us. You know, this crossing of the Jordan River. Many people think and many songs have said that, that this is an image of Christians dying and entering to heaven. Leaving this earth and going into the promised land. Entering into heaven. You know the crossing of the Red Sea pictures the believers being delivered from sin. Out of the bondage of sin. But the crossing of the Jordan River it shows us what happens when we step into all that God has. And we claim the inheritance that God has for us. This isn't a picture of us dying from this world and entering into heaven. When the people of God passed through the Jordan River, when they walked across the Jordan River, it is a picture of believers entering into all that God has for us, entering into the inheritance that God has for you and for me. It doesn't matter how young you are this morning, how old you are this morning, God has an inheritance for each and every one of us who proclaims Him as our Lord and Savior. God has got so much more for you if you would just step out and trust in Him. I you know, Joshua, he is a type of Jesus Christ, our conqueror, our victorious Savior, who leads us day by day into the inheritance that He has for us. God is leading us into all that He has planned for us. You know, it says in Psalm 47, verse 4, he says, He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. You know, it talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 about the inheritance that God has for us. God has got such an incredible inheritance for you and for me right now. And we need to reach up in faith and accept it and receive it. We can't just acknowledge that there's an inheritance. We've got to receive it by faith. We've got to step into it because God has made a way for us. You know what a tragedy it is when the people of God fail to claim the inheritance that God has for them. And as a result of that, believers wander around aimlessly like the children of Israel did in the wilderness. They were just wandering around aimlessly, wandering around, going around in circles for 40 years. And they were right on the cusp of the promised land. But yet they didn't enter into it. They didn't enter into all that God had for them. And that's what happens when we don't enter into all that God has for us. I want to encourage each and every one of you seek the lord ask the lord lord what is it you've got planned for my life seek his purpose for your life seek his plan and watch what god will do seek him because he has so much more for your life you know the book of hebrews i love reading the book of hebrews but the book of hebrews is a challenge to the people of god Not to go backwards, not to give up on your faith despite pressures from this world. But the book of Hebrews is an encouragement to believers here and now, to press forward into spiritual maturity, to step forward into all that God has for us, and to stop going backwards into unbelief. You know, in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, the writer, he explains and he used Israel's experience in Kadesh Barnea to warn Christians not to fall short of all that God has for them. God's got so much more for you this morning. He's got so much more for us as a church. I thank God for the promise he's given for us as a church that the latter days will be greater than the former days. And that is a declaration from God himself that there is so much more for you and for me. There is so much more for us as a church. I believe that with all my heart that we haven't even seen that promise come to pass yet. But there is so much more that God is going to do within the life of this church. We are standing on that promise. We are trusting in that promise. But we are going to enter into faith in that promise. We are going to step out in faith into that promise and believe that God is going to do great and mighty things. So the people of God here... The second essential, if we want to move forward by faith, then we've got to walk in faith. We've got to step out in faith. We've got to act on the word of the Lord. You know, as Christians, in the Christian life, two things happen. We either move forward in our walk with God. We either know him more and more and step into all that he has for us, or we end up going backwards. There is no middle ground. We don't just stop. We end up going backwards. If we stop, we end up going backwards. But God wants us to grow. He wants you to grow. He wants you to know him more and more. If you think that you know all about God, then you will be mistaken. There is so much more of God that we, will, that we can learn and discover. More, much more of his character. Much more of his love and his goodness and his kindness. There is so much more. So the people of Israel, they stepped out in faith. And finally, the third essential for moving forward in faith was the witness of faith. You know, the Lord was in control of all that happened on that day. The Lord was in control of all the activities. The Lord told the priests when to enter the river and when to leave the river and to go to the other side. The Lord told the water when to part and when to roll back because our God is sovereign over all. He reigns over all. He is above all things. I know here we see that the water obeyed him and also the people obeyed him. And everything worked out as God had planned it to do. You know, that day was a day that brought glory to the Lord. It brought honor to the Lord. But it was also a day that brought honor to Joshua as he trusted in the Lord, as he stepped out in the word of the Lord. As we see there in verse 14, so when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. We see that that was a day when they obeyed the word from the Lord that Joshua had given. It was a day that brought honor to Joshua. But as a result of that day to mark that day they didn't just leave that day and forget about it this was a miraculous day this day they wanted to remember this was a day that they wanted to remember and also to teach generations about they didn't want to just forget about this day and thank god that day and then move on but they wanted to mark this day as a great day in their history that this was a day that god acted on their behalf this was a day when god fulfilled his promises and so as a result of that they decided to build two memorials, full, two piles of stones, essentially. And they put, built up two piles of 12 stones. There was two memorials that they set that day. They put 12 stones at this place called Gilgal, and then they set another 12 stones in the middle of the river. And they did that as a reminder, as a witness that God honours faith. God honours faith. It was a reminder to the people whenever they would look at those stones at Gilgal or maybe even in the river, they would remember God honored our faith. God honored us as we put our trust in him. God works on the behalf of those who trust in him. They needed that reminder that God is a God who comes through for those who trust in him. Those were a reminder of what God did for his believer, uh, for those who followed him. Now, the Jewish people, if we want to understand the Jewish people, they were great believers in teaching the next generation about God and about his special relationship with the people of God, with Israel. You know, to an unbeliever, these heaps of stones, these piles of stones, they would have seemed pointless, wouldn't they? I'm sure to us right now, we're thinking, what on earth, why on earth is the Bible mentioning about 12 piles of stone? What significance does that have to you and to me? But to a believing Israelite, this was a constant reminder that Jehovah was his or her God. That they could trust in the living God and that he would work on the behalf of his people. It's incredible here what happened. It was a reminder for them that God, the God who can open the river is a God that everybody ought to fear. Is a God that everybody ought to love and obey. You know, the Israelites, they needed a reminder that God is a God who cares for his people. That God is a God who never leaves or forsakes his people. That he's a God who's got a plan and a purpose for his people. But it was a reminder for them also that God is a victorious God. He's the one who delivered them out of Egypt. He was the one who parted the Red Sea. And now he was also the one who was going to deliver them and allow them to enter into the promised land. You know, what a witness this would have been to the world. These 12 stones. They could point back and say, look what God did for us. God made a way possible that we could pass through the Jordan River to enter into all that he had for us. What a witness that would have been. Now it's unfortunate that we see that this memorial, especially the one in Gilgal, it began to lose its spiritual meeting because instead it became a shrine for the Jews. The Jews began to worship these stones and this shrine there instead of worshiping and thanking God. You can read about it in the Old Testament. You see Hosea, he condemns the people. And Amos as well, he, he contem- condemns the people for worshiping this. But you know, it's an important reminder for us as well. These 12 stones, the reason they built these stones was a reminder of what God had done. But they also wanted to teach the next generation of the faithfulness of God. That God is a faithful God in whom the next generation can put their trust in. You know, this morning, unless we teach the next generation about the truth of the Lord, they will turn away and they'll start following the ways of this world because that's what happened. Those memorials, people began to use them as a shrine and instead people turned away from God and started worshipping the idol and made it an idol and turned away from the living God. And as generation and generation went by, they forgot about the true meaning of these stones, that they weren't there to be worshipped, that these stones are a reminder about who who God was and about all that he had done for his people. And you know, I believe this morning, unless we teach the next generation, it's not just up up to the pastor to teach the next generation. The Bible tells us the older women to teach the younger women, the older men to instruct the younger men. It is for all of us who know the Lord our God. For us as the family of God, we've got to teach the next generation about the Lord. You know, Psalm in Psalms 145, it says, one generation to tell of your great and mighty works to the next generation. We've got to be constantly proclaiming all that God has done in and through our lives to the next generation. We've got to encourage the next generation about the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Otherwise, in 10, 15 years' time, this church will be closed. This church would be empty it is our responsibility right here right now to encourage the younger people to encourage the children to remind them to teach them about the goodness and the mercy of our God so these 12 stones they're a reminder to the people of israel but they're a reminder to us as well this morning we need to teach the next generation about the goodness of our god that our god is a promise keeping god our god is a loving god our god is a god who never fails his people our god is a god who is true to his word our god is a god who honors faith and will act on the behalf of those who trust in him so i want to encourage us as church all of us this morning Start encouraging the younger people. Start encouraging the children. We need to encourage the next generation because otherwise they will forget about the goodness of our God. We've got so much to remind them of. We've got so much to give thanks to God for. We need to remind them of that. You know, but this morning, we need to remember as well that if we begin to glorify the past too much, we begin to petrify the present and the right here and the right now. If we focus too much on the past and honour the traditions of the past, I'm all for thanking God for the past. We've got to thank God for the past. But if we focus too much on the past, then we'll neglect the right here and right now and we'll neglect the future. We look back to the past. We thank God for the past. But that should be a motivation and encouragement for us to look forward and to look ahead and to say, yes, God was with us in the past. God did mighty things for us in the past. But we're going to use that as a springboard to move forward in faith. To step into all that God has for us right here and right now. Those memorials, they were a reminder for the people. But they weren't to get hung up on those, pe- on those memorials. They weren't to stay by that memorial and focus on that. Because they had to enter into the promised land. They had territory to conquer. They had incredible riches to, to receive. But they couldn't stay at that Jordan River. They couldn't stay at that memorial. They had to move on into all that God had for, for them. And we as a church... We thank God for the past. We thank God for the 1904 revival. We thank God for the start of this church, but God has got so much more for us. And we'll honor God for the past, but we are moving forward as a church. We're going to step forward into all that God has for us. And I want to encourage you as a believer, step forward. Thank God for the past, but keep moving forward. Keep stepping ahead. May that be an encouragement to say, yes, God was faithful in the past, and I'm going to trust him today. I'm going to trust him tomorrow. He is a faithful God. He is a loving God. I want to encourage you this morning. As Joshua did here, as God reminded the people there, on that day, we need to move forward in our faith. We can't stay where we are. Otherwise, we'll end up going backwards. It's time as a church, and I believe this is a word from the Lord, to start moving forward in our faith again. Start seeking his presence again. Start longing to be filled by his spirit again. You know, we thank God for being filled. Maybe you've been filled by the Holy Spirit five years ago, ten years ago. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. We need the Holy Spirit right here, right now. We need him tomorrow. May we seek as a people of God to move forward and to step into all that God has for us. I want to encourage us as well this morning that we are overcomers, that we are overcomers. No matter what may come against us, we have the victory. We're on victory side and we can move forward in faith, not in fear of what might happen, but we can move forward in faith that our God is for us. That our God has won the victory. That he's a God who fights for us. That he has won the ultimate victory. So we can move forward in faith this morning. As we come to a conclusion. If you want to claim your spiritual inheritance in Christ. Then I want to encourage you to believe the word of faith. And to get your feet wet. It's time to start entering into all that God has for you. Don't be afraid of it. But enter into all that God has for you. You know I I, I shared before. But when I was 18 years old, I heard the call of God to, be, to serve him. I heard his call so clearly on my heart, but I had to obey that call. If I didn't obey that call, if I didn't step out on that and act on his word, I wouldn't have been here today. Who knows where I would have been? But I obeyed that word. I don't want to encourage each and every one of you. Step out. Seek the Lord. God's got so much more for you. Unsettle for where you are. God's got so much more. Keep pressing into His presence. Keep digging deeper into His word. Keep praying more and more. God has got so much more for you. It's time to get our feet wet. Let's step out and walk in faith and watch what God will do. See how God will open a way for you as you step out in faith. You know, the Israelites, they were now in the land, they were in the promised land, but they were not yet ready to confront the enemy. There's many enemies that lay ahead of them as they entered into this promised land and they weren't quite ready yet. And next time we're going to look at the spiritual preparation that we need in order to step into all that God has for us. Because the enemy is not going to sit back quietly. If you think this morning that you were going to just leave this place and enter into all that God has for you without any trouble, without any difficulties, then you're mistaken. The enemy will come against you. As soon as you say, I'm going to trust in my God and step out in faith, you watch the enemy try and attack your faith. He will put you down. He will try to discourage you. He will try to make you not come. He will do anything he can to disregard your faith and to to destroy your faith. But I want to encourage you this morning. Seek the Lord. Trust in him. He will be your protection. He will be your banner. He will give you the strength that you need. And next week we will learn how we can prepare to step into all that God has for us. Amen. Shall we pray?